Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Back from the trip to College Station, where they always do things bigger in Texas. Welcome to a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Elliot will produce our program today. Uh, mixed bag of things to talk about today. I'm going to mess this up. I'm just telling you now, I'm going to leave somebody out, but not intentionally. Congratulations in order. Gator Lacrosse is hosting NCAA tournament action this weekend. Coach Mandy O'Leary will join us later in the week. Florida women's tennis, sweet 16 bound. We'll hear from Coach Roland Thornquist coming up. And uh, both golf teams are going to be in regionals. I think the women are playing today, and the men will play shortly. So congratulations to all of them. Softball getting ready for the SEC tournament. And I want to get your thoughts if you're a softball fan. I think Florida has got to do some damage in this tournament in order to host a regional. I mean, I, I'm not saying they still couldn't, but I just think to be safer in doing that, it'd be nice to win at least one. And ironically, they got to go and play Kentucky again after losing two out of three. Wacky weekend. In baseball, Florida plays Vanderbilt. The Commodores have a two-game lead over the Gators. And guess who's in first place now in the SEC West? It ain't LSU. Arkansas. They're also 17-7. and LSU is 16-7. and So Florida is two games off the pace to win an SEC championship with six games to play. They end their season on the road at Kentucky, and guess what? The Wildcats are 23-4 and at home. Pretty good. Uh, I don't remember ever seeing a game end on a walk-off balk in college. I have in the pros, but that happened to Florida yesterday. Obviously, and it's a shame that Jack Caglione set the school record for home runs in a blowout loss. It didn't get the notoriety it probably should have gotten. Uh, let me ask a couple of things today. Hopefully, you'll call in and talk about it. Right now, if the SEC season were to end, the two teams that would not make Hoover are Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Those two schools are the last two schools to win a national championship. Ole Miss did it last year, State two years ago. So put your hat on as a fan of those schools. What if this happened to Florida? If Florida this year wins the national championship, and next year 
doesn't make Hoover. Is that okay with you? Would you take that trade-off? Okay? That's number one. Number two, uh, I was on Twitter today, and uh, I saw this, and I wanted to get your reaction to it. Uh, I forget where I saw it. Um, but for the upcoming uh, football season, I saw where Florida is favored in eight games. Eight games. Including Florida State and Tennessee. You agree with that? You agree with that? How many games do you think Florida should be or would be favored in right now if the season were to start today? So we'll take your phone calls, questions, comments. Later in the week, we are working on a bunch of guests. Um, tomorrow, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will join us. Roland Thornquist joins us tomorrow. Chris Doring uh, will join us tomorrow to assess spring ball, uh, where the Gators sit and all that. Mandy O'Leary later in the week, working on some other guests as well. So we hope to have a good week this week. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Joe says, if the Gators starters don't get a better, a better at throwing strikes and the bullpen stays erratic, wouldn't surprise me if the team doesn't get past the regionals. Waldrop could easily have had 10 walks since he's had several three-ball counts he's worked out of. I'm going to get to that in just a second, Joe, because, yes, could, could Florida's pitching be better? Yes. Uh, but I'm also going to tell you that they're not the only team in the league suffering from that. Let's start with Daryl. Daryl, hi. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Steve, uh, answer two questions before we get into Gator baseball. Yes, I would take a championship and not make it a Hoover next year, Steve, because it's so hard to win a national title. Okay. And your next question, yes, eight wins, Florida be favored in because – Steve, FSU and, my, and Tennessee's a home, and I think Tennessee's going to have a drop-off this year, Steve. How do you feel? Uh, I haven't looked at them that closely. I mean, probably a drop-off from what they did last year. But once again, who's the quarterback? You know, is, if, if Milton, you know, with his arm, is uh, not erratic, if he can put the football where it's supposed to be, I think they're going to be a pretty good team. if And they have a, a very talented young quarterback waiting in the wings. So if that position solidifies, I think Tennessee's going to be pretty tough. Okay. Steve, I'm going to blame everything that happened on the weekend in College Station on the trains coming through. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I, I've loved trains since I was a kid. Um, and, you know, they have trains there and – there's some other ballparks that do. Uh, but, yeah, there were a lot of them over the three days, a lot of them. Yeah. Steve, um, should I be, you know, like you said, it's going around in the SEC with pitching right now. And I guess just as a Gator fan, I'm kind of concerned about our pitching right now. Well, I'll, I'll say this again. 
you shouldn't be the only person that's concerned about the pitching because it's just one of those things where, you know, you look at the stats, you look at the overall numbers, there's two schools, Tennessee and South Carolina, that have team ERAs under four. That's it. Okay? And that's an overall game. So that includes, you know, playing against teams that, you know, maybe aren't so good. Those numbers are even worse when it comes to just league play. So, you know, Florida's not the only school that's suffering from that. Florida's ERA in all games is 5.21. You know, we think of LSU being a really good team. Their team ERA is four and a half. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Auburn took two out of three from over the weekend. It was a wacky weekend in SEC baseball. It was, and Texas A and M certainly had not pitched as well as they did against Florida the last two days. They pitched very well. They pitched above their grade, so to speak, because their team ERA coming in was high, and they hadn't had a starting pitcher, you know, win a game in something like 32 games or some ridiculous amount like that. So they pitched above their grade without question. Steve, real quick, and I'll take it off the air. You made a comment on the air over the weekend. I guess they're going to do some renovations to Blue Bell Park. Uh-huh. What I've seen on TV looks like a pretty nice ballpark. What, what else is not... there to do out there? Oh, there's Schlossnagel, uh, who was on with me uh, before uh, – we left here, or actually when I was there, um, talked about the renovation. There's there's some things that they want to do um, in terms of locker room, in terms of amenities for fans, in terms of the uh, press box area. Uh, there's, I mean, it's a, it's a nice ballpark, but much like McKeithen Stadium, you know, which for a while was in the, you know, top or the middle of – the blue bell starting to fall behind a little bit, and I think he sees that, and so that's why they want to make the reservation. It's not terrible. It's not like Missouri, which is awful, but it, it's not one of the better ones now. Okay. Steve, thanks a lot, my man. Yep, appreciate you, Daryl. Thank you. Uh, another Daryl. Daryl, hi. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. Some of this with the uh, the transfer portal, it was like I was looking at like Tennessee, and they were saying that a lot of those kids are like softball. Like transfer transferred in, is this this can make and break you with this transfer? You know, like you said, where were these teams like Mississippi State, Ole Miss? Then they have a lot of portal kids in those on those teams where it can you know you be up one year and next year you're down because you know with the transfer portal. Yeah, it's like with Florida's got Florida's got a couple players too. I know. Uh-huh. I really, uh huh. So it it makes it hard to me. With even with football, just go to football. If I'm an athlete. I'm a five-star player. I commit Florida. And then you go out, you're telling me I'm the next thing to sliced bread. Then I look and you go get a Porter, you know, a Porter player from, um, you know, on the Porter with, you know, the Michigan um, safety. So what does that do to the kid that's already there, the, the mindset? Where does that put you? I mean, if you're in those shoes, that's what I want to ask, really want to ask about that. Well, that's hard to answer because every kid's different, Daryl. But right. I'll say this. If you're afraid of competition, I probably don't want you. That, well, I don't know if it's competition, but you have already told me that, you know, well, you're looking at the roster, and that's the reason I made a choice. 
Well, you know. then look at the quarterback position. If you if you're going to go out and get a tra- if you're going to go out and get Graham Mertz, what's Jack right. Miller think? Right. Absolutely. Right. I mean that that's the nature of the beast. That's called competition, Daryl. If anybody's right. afraid of that, then let them go someplace else. I don't want them here. I mean, everybody wants to play, and I understand that. I totally understand that, right? But if right. you're afraid of competition, if you think you're not good enough to beat the next guy out, well, then, again, I don't want – personally, I don't want you here. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Daryl. Right. That's one of those – look, this is here to stay. Who handles it? Who doesn't? Who, what, what's the balance of it? You, you, it's here to stay. 1214, Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. More to come. Questions, calls, and comments. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch is doing fantastic work. It's doing it out of Palatka. And what it does is take at-risk young boys from difficult home environments and they help them straighten out their lives. They work for it, though. They take any donated vehicles you have. The whole program is sustained by that. Boats, RVs, campers, whatever kind of vehicle it is, they'll take them because they repair them, they resell them, and that is how they help to learn real-life skills. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, Please consider donating it to the Road Heavers Boys Ranch. Your donation is tax deductible. To find out more and how to help these young kids, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org, rbr.org, and you can learn more. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways, but it's important to be prepared for the journey regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. And now, a couple of corny facts. Number one, there are about 800 kernels in each ear of corn. Number two, an ear of corn always has an even number of rows. And number three, Florida sweet corn season ends in June. June? What? Why didn't anybody tell me that it was going to... Oh, well, I guess that's a wrap. It's sweet corn season in Florida. Stop on your way home and get some before it's gone. See more seasonal produce at followfreshfromflorida.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. 
Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. When planning your summer vacation, pick a destination close to where you live to limit your use of fuel. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Easy Cater presents We've Got Your Back. Up singers. Back up singers. So I order barbecue for a 20-person client meeting. A client meeting. Easy Cater calls and says, Hi, Sarah, you probably need more food for that many people. Want us to add it for you? Done it for you. I say yes, please. Yes. Turns out they were right. Good thing they asked. Because Joyce's meeting notes can be pretty sassy when she's hungry. Look out. Client meetings. Easy Cater has your back with over 100,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 on easycater.com and no. We got your back. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Again, if the Gators are favored in football in eight games this year. you agree with that? And if you don't think so, should it be less? Should it be more? 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. And again, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, right now not on track to make the SEC tournament, but they've won national championships. Would you take that as a Gator fan? If you, if you could say this year – they win the national title next year. Don't even make it to Hoover. Would you take that? 3928255. Email s russell at wruf.com. Tony says he would take that in a heartbeat. Heck, miss Hoover two years in a row. He said big starts coming up for Waldrop after the NCAA wants to suddenly change his motion. And he says seven and five for football. Uh, Williams says this is going to sound harsh. We got some guys in our lineup that have to make an adjustment. If I saw Curlin miss a sinking slider once, he missed it ten times. Young kid has to understand it's all he's going to see going forward, so he can learn to spit on that pitch from a lefty. From a lefty, that's that's the other thing. Heyman's in the same boat. We'll love to know your thoughts on Halter as well. Guy's been an automatic out for essentially a month. Any chance Sully makes a move there? Guy's great with the glove, but killing us at the plate. Um, no. I don't think that you'll see him make a move there. I think Florida's lineup is good enough to where, you know, for example, they sat Evans and Shellnut's come in and he's done a really nice job. So if the thought process is, well, okay, sit uh, Halter, put somebody else in there. Well, Shellnut could play there. He could put Evans back in the outfield, but you're essentially – you know, taking one guy who's not hitting well and putting another guy who's not hitting well in the lineup for him. But yes, um, it was discussed yesterday that because A&M threw a ton of lefties at Florida and they threw sliders down and in on righties, especially Heyman and Curlin, and they had difficulty with it. And believe me, they're going to see that when they face lefties. Now, you got to execute the pitch. That's the other thing. You can't leave it over the middle of the plate, but that, that's something that's been exposed now. That's on tape. Uh, so to that, William, I agree with you. And it doesn't sound harsh. Uh, Mark says, 
Oftentimes when I watch Gator baseball play a road game, I see two guys sitting directly behind home plate wearing Gator baseball coaching apparel. It's not coaching apparel. It's Gator gear. Uh, usually one of them is writing something down after each pitch. Uh, that's I think I think they're not part of the coaching staff. I think that's managers uh, and or video people who are charting that when they video the game, I think they're, they're, they're doing charting pitching so that they can see, you know, what the pitcher's throwing. I believe that's what you're referring to, Mark. Uh, let's see here. Sam says, with losing series to Kentucky, even with one win in the SEC tournament, it'll be tough to get a regional. I felt the regional was lost, but they lost to FSU last week. Feast or famine with hitting and the pitching's very up and down, hoping for the best, but the rest of the way is uphill for this year's team. You know what's amazing to me? And thank you for that, Sam. I think there are more people, and I don't want to use the word passionate because I think fans are passionate for both softball and baseball, but there's more conversation about what's wrong with Gator baseball than there seems to be about what's wrong with Gator softball. wonder why that is. Adrian says he'd gladly miss out on one year from Hoover in baseball in exchange for a national title. We pretty much traded 15 years and counting for, for football championships. It's a little different, but I see the point. Um, okay, 3928255. Come on, folks, plenty to talk about today. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. And as I said, a lot of people, here's the thing I think that's encouraging for baseball, and this could change this weekend. Tell me if you feel this way, if you follow Gator baseball. Do you think the bullpen has now been solidified? Because I do, at least more than it was, right? Right now, tell me who you trust in the bullpen. I think you trust Neely. I think you trust Slater. I think you trust Abner. I think you trust Cade Fisher. Maybe even Tyler Nesbitt. <clears throat> so <clears throat> if the starters can only go five or six, then if those are the guys you trust, there's lefties, there's righties, no midweek game, they could have stretched Neely out more yesterday because of that. So that, I think, is a positive. Would you agree with that if you're a baseball fan? Okay, because I think that's one of the things that's good about this. But I'm going to say this again till I'm blue in the face, right? You look at the SEC, and I get the concern about the pitching. I do. But it's not just Florida. And, and that, I think, is what you have to look at. In the SEC's overall stats, pitching is down. Okay? LSU leads the league in hitting 313. Mississippi State has the worst ERA, 6.74. Believe it or not, there are six teams with worse ERAs than Florida, including the team that just beat them two out of three. Texas A&M, Missouri, Ole Miss, Auburn, Georgia, 
and Mississippi State all have worse team ERAs than Florida. Again, the best ERA, 3.49. Two teams, and Vanderbilt's an even four. Only two teams in the league now have batting averages over 300. LSU at 313, Florida at 303. Most times, in my experience, pitching catches hitting. Most times. Okay? So, we'll see. Uh, Let's see. Bill says, do you think Florida now is in line to to host a regional? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, are Are they guaranteed a top eight national seed? No. No. I think there is work to be done to be done there because you got two tough weekends coming up d1 baseball now has wake forest at number one and they dropped lsu to number two florida drops to number seven and carolina and vanderbilt and arkansas are still above florida top seven teams in the country Five of them from the SEC. And then there's a big drop-off. Kentucky is at 17, and Tennessee is at 23. So right now, if Florida stays at 7, then yeah, top 8 national seed, the world's a good place. But there's no guarantee there. The team that's number 8 right now is Coastal Carolina, and Three ACC teams are behind Duke, Miami, West Virginia. Or, or Miami. West Virginia is at 12. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At International Diamond Center, we're all about family. And no one plays a more important role in the life of any family than mom. She's the rock, the hero, the one that holds it all together. So we invite you to help us celebrate the mothers in our lives with the perfect Mother's Day gift and a little something extra. We've put together a special collection of jewelry just for mom. We've set aside these carefully selected items so there's no guesswork. You can stop in, shop with ease, and get mom a timeless gift she's sure to love. And to make it really special, with any purchase of $249 or more, we'll give you a $50 spa gift card so she can use it to treat herself to a day of pampering and relaxation. So come join us at IDC. Help us say a big thank you to the mothers in our lives with a gorgeous bracelet, maybe a pair of diamond earrings, a colored gemstone ring, or a piece from our perfect love collection. Buy the jewelry and we'll throw in the $50 spa treat at no charge. Happy Mother's Day from International Diamond Center. Get showroom directions, store hours, and more now at shopidc.com. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox, we're making a change too. 
Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change any time. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com slash internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. Easy Cater presents We've Got Your Back, Up Singers. singers. So right before this important meeting, I get a text from Easy Cater that that the restaurant lost power. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But Easy Cater was like, don't worry. They got another restaurant to fill the whole order. order. And I was like, are you kidding me? But in a good way. Problem with your order? Easy Cater has your back with over 100,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 on easycater.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We're kicking off a brand new work week with a warmer start. Temperatures today climb into the upper 80s and low 90s with mostly sunny skies. The heat will continue through the first half of this week with highs peaking into mid-90s by Wednesday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Ronnie James picks USC. How you feeling about that, Kate? I think what it does for the program, though, as a whole, it brings some much-needed notoriety. Basketball stadiums and Big Ten Conference are sold out, regardless, right? From a fan-based standpoint, this was a must-needed get. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. On Deck with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell, Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. We will take your phone calls, 392-8255. Santa Fe baseball coach Johnny Wiggs joins us, top of the 1 o'clock hour. Saints got knocked out in the playoffs, but they had a tremendous year uh, once again, right? They had a great year, but not playing in the postseason, and, and that is what sometimes hurts because sometimes you're judged rightly or wrongly by that. Bernard, Hello. Hey, Steve Bernard. Steve, yeah, Bernard, how are you? Seasons, I'm fine. Seasons, I remember the softball teams began the season, run, ruling everybody, and we thought we had a juggernaut. But I think, Steve, reading the comments from Tim Walton, he knows what he has. He resigned to the fight. Steve, I just think now get through the season as best you can with the softball team, and hopefully you have enough offensive power, firepower coming by with those two elite pitchers that we're getting, and hopefully 
they uh they play up the expectation because the softball team, the pitching is just not good enough. Steven, the baseball team, uh, very good offensively, Steven. Look like now uh the guy Brandon Sprode, I think, is the Friday night starter. Look like he's the only guy that you can depend on. I, I don't know, you can probably explain is it wall drip i think the last series uh-huh. they said something was wrong with his 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 pitching motion and he had to change that i just think steve the baseball team is going to go as far as they can but i i think at some point the pitching is going to cut short a, a great season because you you just can't be Having all those walks and hit bats, you got to make team put ball in play. And we and we give walk too many, and we hit too many, too many free passes, Steve. And I think at some point it's going to catch up to this team. It certainly could, and it did the other day when Florida walked. You know all those guys in the in the Saturday game. Better yesterday, certainly, um, but yeah, that they the the problem with Florida now is that the starters don't go particularly deep in games and that taxes your bullpen a little bit. And now I think Florida's bullpen is a bit better than what it was, so that may offset what is going to be starting pitchers that don't go deep in games. We will see. Let me ask you a question, Steve. You you cover these games, and I, I I watch some on television, and I read the scores on the variegated sites. I think I think recently we lost. I don't know whether South Carolina, Tennessee, fifteen to two after we won Friday night, and, and what it appears to me, and you are there, and you see it firsthand. Once they start walking on those guys, does it kind of like? up the life out of the team and the team maybe put their head down and say okay well we'll we'll go come back and try to get them Sunday do have you seen that in the no. team when okay no all right no I mean look that I don't care the New York Yankees get beat once in a while 12 to 2 that, that yeah. just happens you know yeah. pitcher has a bad day maybe you don't the bullpen's not good uh, maybe you kick a couple of balls around the other guy pitching against you is pretty good that day. You know, that happens. It, 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 it's bad because the optic looks bad, and you don't want that to continue. Obviously, if Florida's going to walk, you know, 10 guys every game, that's not going to work. Um, but if you can, you know, and yesterday, I mean, look, that was a game that the pitching was good, right? Look at the score of the yeah. game. Florida was right in it. So they bounced back, just didn't score enough. I would just imagine that with, with the way this team is going with these bats, you would just think, yes, it didn't happen, Steve, that Florida would have scored more than two runs, and they just didn't. I think uh, Sully would probably take If we can just hold it out point of the three, he'd probably take that every game. Steve, the last point, I'm watching TV sad that they had many camp, and they showed the Indianapolis coach say they getting ready, getting Anthony Richardson maybe to start the first game of the season. I tell you what, Steve, he looked good in that red non-contact jersey. Steve, you, you have a great day, man. All right, okay. Bernard, thank you. I don't know that he'll start game one, um, but that's what they have rookie minicamp for and to uh, evaluate talent. I do think he's going to start and play at some point in the season. That's what those coaches get paid to decide. John, hello. Good afternoon, Steve. Uh, before I get to my my other topics, uh, 
they don't have Ryan, Matt Ryan anymore. Any of is that correct? That's I think he correct. retired again. That's well, they don't. So have I don't know. Retire, I don't, don't even know who's on the. Right, I don't even know who the roster quarterbacks are. So that's that'll be interesting as well. Uh, the, the the being favored. Talk about Florida football being favored in eight games. I I think that's right now. Obviously, early thinking. Um, I'll probably go six. I'm meaning flipping the Florida State and Tennessee game. Obviously, going into the season and later on and see how people. But, but right now, I'm I'm saying Florida sh- maybe should be favored six instead of eight. Okay. And by the way, the, the Colts so, quarterbacks, uh, Ellinger, you know, who did play a little bit okay. last year, and then they got Minshew there too. I got oh Minshew, yeah, he's yeah. he's always like Minshew. He was with Jaguars, but uh, and you're talking about it, Florida. If they win a national title, I, like some of your other callers and email, I, I'd take that in a heartbeat. You know, even I'm not sure if I'd take missing Hoover two years in a row, but I would just I, I understand the sentiment. You know, if we uh, somehow run it, you know, that's just bodes well for our program but uh, if you miss it you know that's that's the name of the name of the beast to the name of the game there so anyway that's that's my take and uh, steve you have a good day man All right john thanks coaches would never tell you that i understand right because obviously you know you don't want to have it where you win and then don't make the the uh sec tournament and have two down years but i think a lot of fan bases would take that even two down years. Even now, the next year would have to be put up or shut up. But I think winning a natty goes a long way. Joe, hello. How about the Rays beating the Yankees two out of three? Okay. You know, I really uh, like the thing they're doing on Friday nights with uh, Randy Landall, if you saw that. I didn't see a lot of it because I was doing baseball of my own, so I didn't see a lot of it. Sure. Well, they're out there in the left field. They're making a section on Friday night and calling it Randy Land. And uh, I guess uh, if Randy hits a home run, everyone in the section gets a free beer. That's good. So uh, it was, I guess it's uh, from what I looked at, I was looking at getting tickets, but it's uh, sold out for the rest of the season. That section. That section? Well, yeah, I can, I can imagine why. Yeah, and that's a good promotion. But, you know, it, it brought a lot of excitement to the to the game on Friday night. Yeah, no, I don't know if that would be sold out if they were, you know, ten and twenty, you know, being twenty eight and six or seven or whatever the heck they are. That helps, and the fact that he's <laughs> having a terrific year helps too. But that's part of it. When you yeah. win, you know, the hope hopefully fans come. Once again, the the uh, AL East is a strong division. Even the fifth placed Yankees are still above five hundred. Everybody's above 500 in the division, yeah. But uh, we'll see how we can do now up there in uh, Camden Yards this night, this night, and uh, hopefully we can get Glasgow back soon and get some pitching going again. Well, I think there's something like 10 and four away from home too, I and mean, they're great at home. And they've not obviously played as many games away as they have at home yet. But you can't. Well, they're having a, a good home uh, away streak now going. Yeah, and that's I think now we'll start to see, you know, if the, not that if his, his team is for real, I think they are. If they don't get hurt, uh, they're very good. But will they be, you know, <clears> nineteen <throat> and whatever they are at home, two, three, whatever they are at home, you know, no, the road is usually tougher. But we'll see. They've they gotten off to a great thirty-five game start. It was good seeing them uh, get to uh, yesterday, uh, Garrett. 
they're pitching for the Yankees, and they got to him, got six against him, knocked him out of the game. Yep, and Cole's a good pitcher. Came back, you know, came back uh, down by six and ended up tying it and winning it. So that was a, a good, uh, you know, a lot of teams. It's hard to come back against the Yankees down six, especially with Cole pitching. Yes. All right. Okay. Have a good one. Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you. Meantime, my Mets are already seven games out and below five hundred. The Braves have a seven-game lead already. Amazing. Don, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, good morning, Steve. Uh, good afternoon. I'm sorry, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Hey, Steve, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Why isn't there any – why is there not many African-American baseball players on uh, – is there still that have that scholarship rule or just African-Americans not interested in baseball or – uh, what you think about that? There's a lot to that. I will give you my opinion, Don. I don't culturally, and I am speaking way outside my zone, and somebody can help me with this. But think about the path you have as a basketball player or a football player as opposed to a baseball player. Right, if you're okay. good, if you're good in basketball, and I don't care if you're purple, you could be black, white, purple, whatever you are, but you can go right from college to the pros. There's no minor league, right? Same thing in the okay. NFL. You leave college, you get drafted, you make an NFL team, you can make big money right away, and there's no, there's no farm team. In baseball, you can make big money. But you're not going to go to the major leagues. You're going to go to you know some class A place and ride a bus. And a lot of people, okay. black, white, whoever, don't want to do that if there is another way that you can make whatever league you're trying to make. And I think that's part of it. And secondly, I think a lot of kids now who are African-American have no idea of Jackie Robinson have no idea of the struggle that took place. Uh, it just is not a big-time sport culturally to play, in my opinion. Okay, Steve, so do they still have that scholarship rule for so many scholarships? Yeah, 11.7, yes, they do. Okay, speak, one more question, Steve. There was an African-American guy pitching for the Gators. Was it this year or last year? Is he still on the team? No, he transferred. Okay, okay, all right. Thank you, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, D, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Uh, you know, your topic is in the NBA. Uh, would, uh, of course, I'd rather have a championship and then not go to Hoover or whatever. And I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, LSU 2019, they won the championship. 2020, they go 5-5. Five and five. 2021, they go 6-7. and seven. So, I mean, but you can't you can't take away that championship. So, you know, losing seasons come and go, but, you know, championships are forever. So um, as long as you don't have too many of missing the tournaments and stuff like that, but, you know, one season, I, I could deal with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, NBA, Steve, man, it's, uh, it's getting interesting, man. Um, you know, I thought Phoenix was down and out, but they, um, they found a way to, you know, grab two games in Phoenix without Chris Paul. So, you know, Denver's got to be kicking themselves. They they could have you know put a stranglehold on that series. Uh, 
You know, my Celtics let one get away yesterday. They could have put a stranglehold on it. You know, give James Harden credit, man. He's, you know, re- rejuvenated himself this series. So uh, that that's probably going to go six or seven. And you got, uh, you know, two interesting game fours tonight, man. Uh, you know, the Lakers can put a stranglehold on the on the Warriors. And uh, I, I don't know about your Knicks, Steve, man, unless uh, – Unless they get some three-point shooting, man, I, I think they're, they're done for, man, because, you know, Spolster is just packing that paint and, you know, nobody can make a three. And if that continues, I, I don't know if that even goes past five. Uh, I watched the uh, last game, and you're right. Right now, right now, today, this could change tomorrow. I wouldn't want to play the Lakers. I wouldn't want to play the Heat. Yep. They're playing – very well. And, you know, Spolstra, I don't think, gets his due for being as good a coach as I think he is. Now, he's got, you know, if you're in the playoffs, you've got talent. And and Butler has really blossomed. I, he has become a really, really elite player that nobody really talks about because of the LeBrons and people like that. He's a terrific player. And they're doing this without Tyler Harrow, too. So... He deserves a lot of credit, and that team deserves a lot of credit. Right. To me, Steve, he's, he's the best coach in the NBA because he's, the way he's able to adjust so fast, And because in the first game I saw the Knicks in the heat, uh, it took him one quarter to start hogging that lane in the middle of the second quarter. And, you know, the Knicks haven't, you know, I know they hit a few threes in game two, but, you know, in game three, both teams struggle, but, you know, caught up in that Cavs series uh, when the Knicks beat them at five, I think they shot over 30% from the three-point line only once, and that was like game two, I think. So, uh, like I said, man, unless the Knicks get some, find some shooting, uh, they're going to be in serious trouble, man, because uh, the, the Heat are not going to change their defense. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm not going to change until they're forced to change it, and that's, but to your point, it's forced to change it by making threes, and Knicks are not a good three-point. They haven't been all year a good three-point shooting team. Right, one more thing, Steve. Uh, your Rangers fired your boy Gallant, man. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy, man, the way these coaches. But, again, we talk about expectation, man. When you, you lose your cross-city rival and you don't show up in game seven, uh, you, you're probably going to get axed in a, in, a, in a market like that. It's, I guess I'm just old school when it comes to that. You know, I, I'm going to have Johnny Wiggs on today. They had they finished forty and ten, and yet, you know, somehow that's not, you know, it's a failure. I, I guess it's just the way it is now because you know the Rangers are out in the first round, and you're right when you lose to the team across town, that doesn't help. Uh, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago. What's that mean? Nothing. That means nothing. <laughs> it, it's it, it and it and it should, but it doesn't. It it you know what have you done for me lately? Janet Jackson was right. Steve, <laughs> <laughs> you you every time a coach gets fired, you should play that song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to get that, Ellie. We got to put that and put it in mothballs when a coach gets fired. Bam! He we should do that. Good good suggestion, yeah. D. Be good, Steve. Okay, man. Thank you. That's a good suggestion. What have you done for me lately? Twelve forty nine. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM.
WRUF. To all of you healthcare workers out there, I want to speak to you. Or if you know somebody in the healthcare industry, I got some real money saving news for you, and it's pretty simple. You need to switch your current financial institution to the credit union I've been using for over 30 years now. It's called My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, and it's right here in Gainesville. Here's one way I save. If you have a high credit card interest rate, my HCFCU has a low fixed rate card with no annual or balance transfer fees. If you're looking to get a new car or a new vehicle, want a car loan, they can give you the same low interest rate on new and used cars because used car rates are typically higher at other institutions. You can even get your paycheck deposited a couple of days early, and that's an option I, I think most people will really like. So to find out more about My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, visit myhcfcu.org. That's myhcfcu.org. Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. It's time to start getting your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with Black Cow. Prepare new plant beds with a one and a half inch layer of Black Cow in the area and then mix it in with the soil six inches deep. Black Cow is organic. Pick up the bright yellow bag and get growing. Black Cow, the mature manure, Black Cow. In Italy, Mama is the cornerstone of the family. At Pomodoro Cafe, they treat Mama like a queen because she's the one who taught them how to prepare their fresh Italian classics, like frutta di mare. You've got to try Pomodoro Cafe's freshly baked focaccia bread. It's Mama's secret recipe. Come celebrate Mother's Day with Pomodoro Cafe. Your Mama gets their traditional Mother's Day rose, and everyone enjoys Gainesville's favorite spot for outstanding Italian food. Make your reservation today. You know our partners, TireRack.com, you know, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, tire decision guy. They test the tires. They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Yeah, those guys. You want a quiet tire with great traction, comfortable ride. Use their results to make an informed choice. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Goodyear tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See for yourself. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard, that's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. Third baseball to be played. Well, who's on first? Yeah. Who's on top? Who? The guy on first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I'm asking you. Every Wednesday morning at 11, we invite you to join the radio team of former Gators pitcher Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell as the International Diamond Center is proud to bring you On Deck. Our baseball radio play-by-play battery will analyze and evaluate the latest with the Gators, SEC, and everything taking place in college baseball. Rotations and Mr. Rawlings are always front and center. Last season, I led this club in ninth inning doubles in the month of August. On Deck, presented by the 
International Diamond Center with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell. Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball. ESPN 98 1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98 1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. William says, what's the deal with our softball program? Do you see us changing our game plan for the SEC tournament? Do you think Tim will have them ready to, uh, for Kentucky? We just played against them. Sure, they'll be ready. I don't know that you change game plans now, you know, this, this far into the season. Uh, sometimes pitching can get hot. Sometimes teams can get hot. I think that's the hope. That the, the Gator pitching, which has been just so-so, can be a little bit better, and they can maintain what's been a pretty good offensive season. Do you think the Leafs and Panthers series is done? Yes. Um, I thought the Leafs would win. I, I really thought that. The Panthers have been terrific. Uh, I was wrong. What do you got? As a Florida Panther fan, it's amazing to see we're actually winning this time because I've been just seeing them lose all the time. Like, I'm personally, I've been... Um, Ellie, the producer here, like I've actually lived five minutes away from the Panthers play at the uh, FLA Live Arena. And to actually see them win again, or, or not win again, but just see them actually like advancing, like w- winning a series yeah. and just also not getting swept from the year before. Yeah. Um, it's pretty unbelievable. And so also like seeing Bobrovsky, I think, um, you know, because there's like issues of like him, like the first like the first years of like, well, he's not really stepping up. Is he making is it worth all that money? But now it's kind of like. Now we're kind of seeing it now, and now we're kind of like a big, formidable force. Like, you know, the defenseman is great. You know, the skating's been great. Um, you know, I, I still get worried because back in 2012, um, with the uh, New Jersey Devils beating us in Game 7, double overtime, and Game 7 <laughs> of Bruins brought back some, you know, the non flashes of that. But um, I'm very excited for this team. You know, okay. this is the first time I've ever seen playoff success, and, you know, this is probably the first time to go to the Eastern Conference Finals since 96, you know, before – you know, I, I existed, so I'm, I'm excited. All right, we will see. Uh, Peyton says uh, if he starts, Kyle Trask will have a better 2023 season than Anthony Richardson. Well, I mean, he's had some league experience where AR has not. That's certainly possible. Rogers says, think the football record may be 6-6, six and six, but may win some unexpected games, maybe Utah, Tennessee, or FSU. Tough weekend for both baseball and softball. Also, uh, did you see this, the Auburn softball wild homer going viral? Yes, I did see that. Very unusual. Um, he said there's another memorable homer, UF versus Auburn, during the 2017 baseball regionals. That Yes, that was uh, a big one uh, where the ball bounced off the Auburn outfielder uh, when, when uh, it was hit over the fence. Yes, uh, he was there. So was I. I was doing the game. And uh, that was a that, that catapulted Florida. 
to go to Omaha that year. Um, let's see here. Gabe says the Gators have some work to do to secure a national seed. Current RPI is number 11. Strength of schedule is weak. Yesterday's loss hurt. Our chances big time. And two tough series coming up. My take, need to win four of the six, win one or two in the SEC tournament to secure a top eight national seed. Tall order with our pitching. We lack elite pitching, and that's what's needed to make a serious run postseason. I mean, Tennessee maybe is the closest thing to having, when it's right, to having elite pitching. But I don't know that anybody else has, you know, elite pitching. Um, and uh, Langworthy, by the way, is uh, I meant to give him kudos because he hit the home run that he's talking about against Auburn in baseball. Uh, Daryl, you mentioned during the broadcast yesterday the passing of Vita Blue. Ever get a chance to interview him? Yes, I did. He actually signed a baseball for me, too. Um, he was a very entertaining interview. Uh, talked very candidly and openly about the feud uh, that he and some of the other A's players had with Finley when they broke up that great early 70s team that made that run in 72, 73, and 74 uh, and was very candid about his personal struggles uh, with uh, drugs and things of that nature. Uh, very nice guy. Uh, was was fun to interview him. That's our first hour. Next hour, Johnny Wiggs, the Santa Fe baseball coach, will join us to cap what has been, even though a disappointing end to the season, uh, a good season for them nonetheless. And we're going to be talking to Mark Etheridge, who is on the SEC Extra team, uh, who is going to talk about bracketology in college baseball. That's coming up next hour, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WGU251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM. WRUF. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time, but it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 
You might think all a solid foundation can do is hold up walls and a roof, but it can do so much more. It can build friendships, launch businesses, create memories, and okay, yeah, hold up walls too. At Radiant Credit Union, we're about strengthening all the foundations in your life, starting with your home mortgage. Our home loan experts are ready to help you every step of the way, ensuring your financial foundation stays solid. Visit RadiantCU.org foundation to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin, don't you stop on the party? This is most so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible soft and heavy nice. My crepe is always soft. It's our party vibe. Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Elliot is our producer and good first hour. Good calls and good topics. We hope to... Uh, continue that trend here 392-8255 you can email uh, s russell at wruf.com we're going to be talking with uh santa fe baseball coach johnny wiggs here momentarily and and i really want to get his thoughts um on on how because he's obviously a coach he had a terrific season uh with santa fe baseball but just fell short uh in the postseason uh, but he will tell you about his year. And then Mark Etheridge from D1 Baseball on their SEC Extra team. He's a bracketology expert. He'll give you his thoughts uh, on you know where Florida might be, top eight national seeds, uh, some bracketology in terms of who's going to host and who's not at this point with uh, the regular season now with just two weeks left in SEC baseball. Let's bring in Wigsy here. Johnny, I always appreciate you, and I know it's tough after the way you know the season ended. But look, I think sometimes it's hard to see from a fan standpoint the terrific regular season that you, and the season overall that you had. Um, you've had a little chance to, you know, look at this now and look back on it. Your thoughts? Well, it was a tremendous year for our guys. I'm really proud of our guys showing up every day, ready to work and compete. It was uh, really a, a great group. I, you know, just a team that took care of their own business, didn't have any off-the-field issues. They showed up early every day to work. It was really good. I mean, to win 40 out of 50 games was a special year for us. It didn't, you know, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. We lost a tough game three. We we had a chance to win the first two games, and we, we made a couple mistakes in game one and a little regional against State College of Florida. Down in Bradenton, we lose a one-run game on Friday night. We come back and win a, a one-run game on Saturday, and this thing's going to go well for us on Sunday. But uh, it was a great year. You know, I think we won our first 26 games. We started out 26-0. and 0. Uh, We won 40 games. So, you know, we only play usually 45 to 48 games in our regular season. So to get to 40 wins is a real special year. You know, the second most wins in, in school history – uh, going 40 and 10. So really special year with a lot of great kids, a lot of them moving on to the next level, but we, we return a good group as well. I was going to ask you, you had uh, the pitcher of the year, 
uh, and, uh, you know, Shell not coming here, obviously from your program. Uh, do you see a lot of your kids getting, you know, D1 offers and, and, and moving on that way? Oh, yeah. You know, we our, our top pitcher was Tobin Moran, who was the conference pitcher of the year. Uh, he only walked eight guys in 80 innings in the, in the regular season. He just was tre- he was tremendous. He had a um, um, eight to one strikeout to walk ratio. He ended up walking nine guys on the year in 86 innings and walk- and struck out 71. Um, and um, Corey Braun, our number two, walked 16, struck out 76. You know, our key to our success uh, during the regular season, Steve was. We were we were either one or two in the in the state all year in fielding percentage. We were by far number one in the least walks given up by a pitching staff. Uh, so when you when you don't walk guys, you don't make errors. It gives you a really great opportunity to win. But those guys, um, uh, Tobin Moran turned down a, a multiple Division One offers to go to a Division Two powerhouse, University of Tampa. Corey Braun's going to pitch in the SEC at Ole Miss. Uh, so we, we, we've had eight or nine guys already sign or commit. We'll have a couple more here in the next week or two. And that's, you know, again, we love winning here at Santa Fe. But at the junior college level, our number one priority has got to be developing our players and getting them an opportunity to play at the next level and continue their education. And I, I always tell people when I was in 10th grade, I made these goals. And one of the goals was to pitch at the University of Florida when I was in 10th grade. And, Nowhere in my goals did it say junior college, but I needed <laughs> yeah. but I needed junior college to get to the University of Florida. My senior year, I think they listed me at five nine one forty five, and the University of Florida wasn't looking for many five nine one forty five guys coming out of high school. So junior college was perfect for me. I got a chance to pitch two years in junior college, my sophomore year here at Santa Fe, and it led me to the University of Florida to an SEC championship to pitching in the College World Series and eventually to play in five years professionally. So junior college is such a great stepping stone for so many of our young men. And I, my goal was to help them get some of the same opportunities and great experiences that I got to enjoy. Wigsy, you knew you know, from talking to you at the beginning of the year, you, you felt if everything, you know, you stayed injury-free and all that, you'd have a good team. But sometimes over the course of a year, a kid emerges that – maybe surprised a little bit or maybe I don't want to say overachieved but I'll use that word did you have a kid or two like that this year yeah you know we we had a couple you know we uh our top hitter Josh Hogue at 412 hit 412 for us and really can really really hit and I see him playing in the SEC ACC one day he was only a freshman we had another freshman uh named Drake Harmon came out of Bloomingdale High School down in Hillsborough County and he really I thought he was going to be a good player, but he ended up hitting 384 for us. One of the top uh, doubles leader, he hit 22 doubles and hit 384. Played right field for us every day. Um, but I guess probably my biggest, and I, and I was hoping he would. We had a third year guy, a kid that came here with no scholarship. Uh, he redshirted his freshman year, didn't play at all. Of course, played sparingly as a last year, and then. In, um, Ended up being our everyday first baseman, J.P. Herholtz, and he ended up hitting, uh, having 67 RBIs and hit 12 home runs. And here's a guy that had no place to go play coming out of high school, redshirted, and uh, ends up hitting 314 with 12 home runs and in the top five in the state in, in RBIs with 67. And it, it takes those kind of guys to step forward to really give you that special year 
and it couldn't have happened to a better kid who, who paid his dues and waited his time. The first baseman last year hit 19 home runs in front of him, and uh, he ended up just having a special year, and, and he's just a special kid. Those are cool to hear. Johnny Wiggs, our guest here, longtime Santa Fe College baseball coach. John, I'm going to ask you a, a, a difficult question here, but I, I think we see this more in sports now, and obviously you're going to answer this from a coaching perspective. Obviously you would have liked to have done more. You would have liked to have won here and continued. But it's just like in the NBA, if you have the league's best record like the Bucks did, their coach gets fired. The New York Rangers had a great year. They lose to their crosstown rivals. The coach gets fired fired more and more it seems like fans maybe even media judge a season not by the regular season by what you do in the postseason so a two-part question do you think that's happening more and do you think that's fair from a coaching perspective yeah it's definitely happening more there's no doubt there's no doubt about that and i i have no problems with in the coaching profession of coaches being held accountable you know, for wins and losses and those kind of things, if you're given the resources and the opportunities to be successful. Um, but I do think it's a little unfair, especially in a game of baseball. You know, it's a very difficult sport in terms of, uh, you know, balls can be squared up or be, be hit right at each other, right at somebody. You know, uh, fluke things happen. Um, I always say, they, you know, the other team gets scholarships too. The other team has good players too. And it doesn't always work out for you. But I always take responsibility for us not being successful or, or as successful as we as we want to, um, as we wanted to be. Uh, there's no doubt. I think we got a, I think we got a lot out of this baseball team. I thought we had a good baseball team. We had some. We didn't have quite the depth that we really wanted at times. But uh, I thought we we got the most out of this group. And yes, we could have won Game Three in this little regional. And, and continued on to the Final Four and a chance to go to the Junior College World Series. But there's no doubt that this is definitely happening more. And I think it's a case-by-case situation of, of where you're at, what's your opportunities, uh, what, what resources are you given to be successful. You know, I, I see it in the SEC a lot. You know, these guys are given the world in terms of facilities and so forth. I mean, you look at Mississippi State. Yeah. You know, they went a you know they win a they win a World Series a couple of year, years ago in the coach's first year, and uh, and they've really really struggled the last two years. And now you know now they're all of a sudden you know people people want the dude fired, uh, even though you win a national championship. So it's a dog eat dog world, especially where they where the coaches make a lot of money uh, and those kind of things. People want quick returns. You know we see that in Florida football every you know every few years, of course. But it's um, it's athletics. Steve and and uh, and it's big time and in big time athletics people want results and and uh, I think it's okay to hold people accountable. Well, it was a terrific year, uh, and, and Johnny went through some of the things here. Uh, ranked within the uh, Division One top ten in junior college for the entirety of the season, uh, a lot of postseason awards for the kids as well. Twenty four and zero in non conference play. I mean, it could go on and on. Good year for you, Johnny. Thank you for taking time to tell folks about it and. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, I sure appreciate the coverage. You know, we'll it, it stings a little bit right now. It just happened. You know, we just lost yesterday. Yep. It still it still stings a little bit. But when we look back at this. We're going to take a lot of pride in the success we had and, and the good things the kids did and the where the and, and the opportunities the kids are getting after this. So, but thanks again, Steve, and uh, 
always go Saints and uh, and go Gators, of course. Okay, Johnny, thank you. Class guy and uh, always has been. But I, I hope you understood his – or not understood, heard his answer when it came to judgment of seasons. He coaches. I don't. He said, you know, more and more it seems like that's how you are judged. And, you know, I certainly understand that. Um, Tony says he needs the Stars to wake up in game four – for softball, might help when we get to the NCAAs. Everybody hasn't seen the same pitching like our conference opponents have. And, uh, Andrew, what do you think of uh, Jokic and the Suns' owner incident? Yeah, similar situation happened at a Gator-Kentucky basketball game this year. The whole situation seems bizarre because the Suns' owner shouldn't be holding onto the ball, uh, but then Jokic uh, shoves him. Why does this continue to happen? I mean, look. Sometimes in the heat of a game, I'm not, I'm not saying it's right, but it, th- those kinds of things sometimes do happen. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The people at Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, mainly the Cousins family, has owned and operated that business for the past 40-plus years. Think of that. One owner, family-owned, family-operated. And in all this time, they have sold thousands and thousands of vehicles here. And only one kind since opening their doors. The best and late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Go online, secars.com. You'll see the selection. You'll see the prices. You'll see the variety of vehicles they have, and they take a lot of pride in that. They want to get the widest selection of vehicles to their place of business so you have the widest selection to choose from. You can go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles that way as well. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio, but in some situations, it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement. So don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle. Call Talon Well for a no-charge comprehensive financial plan valued at $1,500 to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably. 352-751-3200. That's 352-751-3200. Or schedule at Guardian yournestegg.com. Allen Private Wealth, LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Or a license, D056341. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023. Before New Cascade Platinum Plus, I would pre-rinse all my dishes because my old detergent just wouldn't get them clean. But now... I do dishes differently. A no pre-wash, no rewash, money-back guaranteed kind of different. Because Cascade Platinum Plus has double the grease fighting power of Dawn built right in with twice the scrubbing power, giving me a clean that lets me break all the dish rules. I just scrape, load, and I'm done. Yep, so clean. With Cascade Platinum Plus, I dare to dish differently. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, but you see... 
fight! Our ladies like theirs covered in dirt and chalk. Play ball! We are your home for Gators softball. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Mark Etheridge from D1 Baseball is going to join us momentarily. Now we'll talk to Mike. Mike, hello. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a season ticket holder, and I'm looking forward to the Vandy series coming up this week. But I have a slightly different take on baseball and its issues, and it's not with pitching. It's actually with hitting, believe it or not. If you take out the non-conference schedule, which was considered to be very soft, it's not even ranked at top 30, our team batting average on conference games is somewhere around 270 or a little below that. The bottom half of the lineup isn't doing much, and what aggravates me is there are people in the stands are ooing or and awing over solo home runs or these big towering flyouts to the warning track. When I would much rather see a little more small ball, with the idea of getting runners in scoring position, you know, the old West Coast UCLA thing, or what Ron Frazier did at Miami back in the day. He would always manage to get someone on first base, and he had great team speed, and they would get to second. They have high stealing percentage, and so every single inning there was somebody in scoring position. And we also tend to have games where we will leave 9 to 11 sitting on the bases and don't bring them in. And it's not bunting, not, you know, the best hit is one where you loft it just over the infield or get it in a gap and put pressure on the pitcher as opposed to just having two or three big innings and winning the game that way. So, we're not going to go deep in the NCAA playoffs unless we can have a better rounded offense. Pitching. Uh, well, nobody else is either. No, I, I know. And I think we're going to have to swing back to finding a way to scratch out runs in more innings rather than hoping for a five or six run inning once or twice a game. But well, I guess what I'm saying is that's the trend of the game now. The, n- mm-hmm. name, name me a team in the SEC that does that. Nobody. Exactly. I hear. You. I see your point. I'm not. I'm not disputing it. But I'm just saying it's where the direction of the game has gone. It's it's gone to the three run homer and not to the small ball and you know put as you say putting pressure every inning. Yes. Okay. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir, Mike. I appreciate your call. Okay. Go ahead and call him. Um, case in point: um, Florida's hitting 262 in league games. That puts them uh, eighth in the league. Eighth. The best hitting team in the league is coming to town this weekend. Vanderbilt, 295. Vanderbilt has the best team ERA. This is an SEC games only, by the way. Uh, but the best team ERA in the SEC, in SEC games, is Vanderbilt, 4.54. Florida is 6.54. And I mentioned this earlier, there are seven teams that have higher ERAs 
in the SEC than Florida, including mighty LSU. Yeah, Mississippi State's team ERA in the SEC is almost 10. And this is a team that won it all a couple of years ago. Mark Etheridge, D1 Baseball, is on their SEC Extra team, and he is considered to be a bracketology expert, and that's one of the reasons why I'm getting them here. Mark, thank you for taking uh, and doing this on such short notice. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah, always good to talk ball. Um, Okay, give me your thoughts on the SEC as a whole. It's been an odd week this past weekend for sure, Um, but let's start because you've got a Gator audience here. Where do you see this Florida team right now? Well, I think first off, this is the best the SEC has been probably ever. There are a lot of factors that go into that. But but really the, the offshoot of that is that every week it's a gauntlet. There's no easy weekends. There's no chance. If you get into a scuffle, um, you, you're not going to be able to get well, right, but, but with an easy game the next week. And that's, I think that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a lot of injuries on pitching staffs. You're seeing a lot of. Uh, teams having to use some people they really didn't intend to use, and as a result, you're getting unpredictable results. And and I do think that you know you saw LSU lose a series this weekend, and I mean that's a super team, right? I mean it, everyone agrees that this that's the most talented team, but they've had some injuries and they've had some maybe some underperforming guys, and, and as a result, you, you, you're getting some of these kind of different kind of results. And I think you can say the same thing for Florida. It's tough to go on the road and win in the SEC. You know, ultra talented team that had some early success on the road. You know, they went to Ole Miss and swept, and 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 had had some you know some other good series too. But it's tough, man. I mean, I think it's you go to A and M and and they have they've been a team that really they haven't had the injuries that a lot of other clubs have had on the mound, but they've they've just had underperforming and guys are just not not able to to give them what they needed. And they're starting to figure some things out, and and I think Florida just caught them in a bad time. And I, I'm not concerned about the Florida team. I actually, the the biggest concern I had on them was the bullpen, just pitching depth. And I think that actually looked better this past weekend. And so it's just a question of of, of can the other parts of the game, or can the starters get a little deeper? There's been some inconsistency there um, to 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 help that bullpen develop. And then, you know, offensively, it's just consistency. I mean, when they're at their top of the game, there's probably no one better. But they're just not there enough. Uh, from a bracketology standpoint, where do you – I mean, this is yeah. going to change a thousand times between now and when it is over, but where do you see Florida – I mean, they're going to host a regional, obviously. Uh, who do you think could come to Gainesville at least today? Well, I, I think the first thing is, will they be a top eight or will they not? I think, you know, we're going to go through our our bracket as a, as a staff in the next day or so and, and try to try to reach a consensus. They would, right now, they would be a bubble top eight. They're not, you know, obviously in or obviously out. Um, and then you look at, you know, the second part of your question is, who would be the kind of teams you would get? I uh, you know, there's always the Miami thing. Miami could be a one. They could be a two. Uh, if they're a two, then then that makes sense. Um, you know, as we've seen, the committee likes to pair those teams together. Yep. But but you could have a team like Troy. You know, that they could bust. You know, that's in South Alabama. They could be either a two or a three. 
You could also have an ACC team because there are going to be a lot of those in the field and they have to go somewhere. So, you know, if I had to guess right now, you're probably looking at, you know, an ACC two, uh, a Sunbelt, uh, potentially Troy, as a three. And then who knows, the luck of a draw on the four. It could be Florida Gulf Coast, although they're, they're you know, they depending on what happens around the rest of the country, they could get bumped to a three. You know, last year we had a lot of, people uh teams what we call stolen bids teams that wouldn't make the field unless they win their conference tournament and then someone else from their league also goes and, and that squeezes out a bubble team and, and that that has a ripple effect through the field and that's how you get some some teams that maybe would be a four they end up a three and and florida gulf coast would, would they're a great candidate for something like that to happen yeah it's funny you said troy because you know south alabama comes to mind you know from a year yeah. ago um and you know, there's some teams like that. They got a guy who mashes it just like Caglione does, um, who I think started his career either at Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Um, but, yeah, but, I mean, those are the kind of teams sometimes that fans don't know much about, but you maybe don't want to see them if things go right. Yes, that's exactly right. I'm actually going to see Troy. They play Alabama tomorrow night at a minor league park in Montgomery, and and the, I mean, they've got some. They've definitely got some players, and you know, it's one of those deals where over the course of a season, they don't have the depth to keep up with with a you know the SEC elite. But over a weekend, they absolutely can, especially if you get some luck. And uh, so, so it's, it's always interesting, as Florida fans know. I mean, you can have the best team and then have a bad weekend, and, and all of a sudden, it's at the wrong time. Uh, you're you're two and done. So it's it, it, this is a fun part of year. But I think this year, because teams are so much older, you know, the, the extra COVID year, uh, you, and you've also got the, the transfer portal where teams that are in contention can supplement their roster and fill some gaps uh, from 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 lower level or or even or even guys from from equal level who were just stuck behind someone. The teams are better. They're they're more well rounded. And because of that, I think that's why you're seeing some of these wild results that, that you wouldn't expect because there's just not as much uh, drop-off between the elite and, and the middle of the pack. Mark Etheridge, our guest, SEC Extra Team member for <clears throat> D1 Baseball, also talking bracketology here. Let me end with this. You, you kind of mentioned a couple of the teams that, you know, maybe a, a, a power doesn't want to see. But, you know, here in the South – don't get a chance to see teams on the West Coast. Is there a, a team or two? I mean, Wake Forest now, you know, is ascending. Is there a team or two that you're really impressed with that you can tell Gator fans about that's not in the SEC? Well, certainly it starts with Wake Forest. They're the best pitching staff in the country, and and they're kind of running away with it, both from a stuff standpoint and from a performance, which the two don't always align. I think if you look out West, Stanford is – is the class of the Pac-12. They had a big series over Arizona State this weekend, and I think that they're going to win that league, and as a result, they're going to be one of those eight national seeds unless something crazy happens down the stretch. I think the other the other thing is there's, there's kind of a, a, a group of programs in the in the Carolina area. you got Coastal Carolina. you have uh, Campbell. Uh, East Carolina is you know, even in potential. They could – and kind of move into those one of those 16 host sites. And, you know, that, that's a mid-major team. And as a result, they're going to probably get one of those 
either SEC or ACC powers in their regional because those teams have to go somewhere and, and they don't match up teams from the same conference. So that will be a fun, you know, it will be a chance for those uh, mid-major clubs to test themselves against the, you know, the, the people that, that get all the publicity, you know, from the SEC. Let me end on this note. And I, you know, sometimes we know that it's the what have you done for me lately thing, right? You can, you know, win a national championship and then get fired, you know, in two years. Uh, there was a lot of discussion about Kentucky, but they've had a nice rebound year. Chris Lamonis is two years away from winning everything, but the last two years they've been not very good, and you know the tradition of Mississippi State. Is there heat on him because of this now? Oh, there's a lot of heat. It's just, you know, the pitching coach, Scott Boxhall, was let go last week. You know, that's usually the precursor, right? You, yep. you get rid of a, quote, coordinator and then see what happens. The, I, I think the troubling part for me is is not the losses. It's the way that they're losing. If you saw any of their, their series with Arkansas State, they was it, 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 it wasn't great baseball. And that's the troubling part. He's got to go in and figure out, you know, make his pitch that, hey, I can fix this, um, and here's my plan, and he's got to be convincing with it. And, and I, I do think it's in play. If they continue to struggle down the stretch, a move can be made. Um, I, I really don't like that precedent. Someone, he obviously is a good coach. They won the national championship two years ago. But it's, you know, to your point, it's, it's how are you doing on the field? Do you have confidence that he can turn this around? And, and that's you know, that, that's the decision that that the administration of Mississippi State's got to make. Yep, uh, Mark and where, where can people see your work? D one Baseball dot com. Uh, we are the site for college baseball. I mean, if if you want analysis of what happened, if you want predictions of what will happen, we have in game scores. We have you know stat advanced stats uh, schedules. Um, columns, I mean, brackets, uh, all, all the kind of stuff that you need this time of year, we've got it for you at D1 Baseball. And, and for you SEC fans, we even have a, a premium service on top of the normal coverage where you can you can subscribe to SEC Extra and, and where we go even deeper on the SEC. Good stuff, and uh, I'm sure I'll get you back here as the, as the regular season of the SEC winds down. Thanks for taking the time, Mark. I appreciate it. All right, take care. You got it. Mark Etheridge. From D1 Baseball 131. Time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the first day of the first grade. She found a new best friend It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of Bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days are being made right now Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell we're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days. 
for Bluebell Ice Cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking to all you healthcare workers out there. Don't just dream about your family's next adventure. Make it a reality. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union has super low rates for new and used boats, RVs, campers, and power sport vehicles. If you already own one, refinance it now with rates as low as 5.99% APR. And you might qualify for a gas card up to $100. We are My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, helping Florida healthcare workers and their families here in Gainesville. Visit myhcfcu.org to learn more. Smooth skin begins with hydrating ingredients. Olay Hyaluronic Body Lotion nourishes your skin with all-day hydration for deeply moisturized results that give you confidence like buttery soft shoulders like and visibly smooth skin like. Quench your skin with nourishing moisture from Olay Hyaluronic Body Lotion. Try Olay Hyaluronic Body Wash too and get skin your face will envy. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We're kicking off a brand new work week with a warmer start. Temperatures today climb into the upper 80s and low 90s with mostly sunny skies. The heat will continue through the first half of this week with highs peaking into mid-90s by Wednesday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Milwaukee Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer, and this is a couple of years after winning the championship. And this has happened. Frank Vogel with the Lakers, Nick Nurse with Toronto, Budenholzer now. You win the chip, and then you get fired a couple of years later? Yeah, this is a heartless business. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. WRUF Radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Tomorrow on this exciting, wondrous program, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will talk a little NFL rookie mini camp with you. Also, Roland Thornquist, Gator women's tennis coach there in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. He'll join us to recap what they did last weekend, look ahead to this weekend. And uh, Chris Doring is going to be here, too, from the SEC Network to recap spring ball in the SEC, get his thoughts on Florida and other things as well. That's all coming up tomorrow. Later on in the week, Mandy O'Leary, the uh, Gator lacrosse coach, will join us. They're hosting an NCAA uh, uh, matchups this weekend as well. And Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus will talk college football with us, too. Uh, later on in the week. But now we'll talk with Tony. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Yeah, I was going to give my congratulations there to Coach O'Leary and to the girls across team. They did a great job, brought home the uh, AAC. Is yep. that right, Steve? Yep. AAC championship? Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Good stuff. Looking forward to the uh, regionals for them on Friday. Uh, Steve, college baseball, Gator baseball. Um, not only Gator baseball, but, but but softball, tough, tough weekend, Steve. Pretty much the softball team now is going to have to make a, at least a two- to three-game run in the tournament to, to even host. I don't think that's going to happen, so we're probably looking at a number two seed somewhere else there. 
And the baseball team had a tough one too, Steve, kind of a missed opportunity. Um, baseball's got a couple of issues, Steve. One is they're hitting against left-handed pitchers that we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, but this week is going to get real tough. Vandy's got three left-handed starters, and two of them are really good. Um, so if they don't make some adjustments quick, it's going to be a bad weekend coming up now. Um, and their other problem well, is... Well, let me stop you there, the though. Let, let me stop you there, uh-huh. Tommy. I think fans make a big mistake in saying something like that. And I'll tell you why I think that. You're not wrong. But you're making a huge assumption. Assumption. Right? Here's the assumption. Uh-huh. The pitchers can make those pitches. That, that, uh-huh. doesn't, that doesn't always work. Right? In other words, Florida had, you know, and, and I can tell you this because I was there, they knew in the Sunday game what they thought their left-handers would do to the right-handers, right? Because we saw it in the Saturday game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't adjust very much. The Gators didn't. And their pitchers executed the pitchers, the pitches. So I'm with you. If they execute pitches, then if Florida doesn't adjust, yeah. yes. You leave one of those over the plate, it might go 400 feet. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah. You get what Sheldon and what Langford did. Yeah, but Vandy, that's what they do. They're they're a pitching and a defense um, team. I can't believe their offense has done so well because I've seen them play about two or three series, and I'm really not impressed with that offense. They uh, Nickel and Danya, they don't hit a lot of long balls. Man, nope, but, they uh, don't. But they're a pitching and a, yeah, but they're a pitching and a defense type of team. So their pitching is going to be tough. But Steve, but the Gators' other problem is that they have an RPI problem. Even when the Gators were ranked three and four, they were still eight and nine in the RPI. And as soon as this weekend happened, they, the Gators plummeted to twelve in the RPI. Um, the strength of schedule, I think, is hurting us surprisingly. I think Florida State has something to do with that. The strength of schedule comes in like in the mid thirties, and um, if they lose a series coming up now, either the Vandy or Kentucky, they'll be knocked out of the super regional seed. They won't get a top eight. The RPI is going to hurt them too much on that. It's going to punish them. So um, that's their other problem, Steve. They got to win both of these series if they want any chance of hosting. Hey, you they know, get a top eight. You know what's interesting though, Vandy is not. I mean, I'm just talking about. SEC games only, okay? Correct. You look at Florida, they've got 50 homers. Fandy's got 36, mm-hmm. okay? They are the best hitting team in league games, hitting 295. Correct, yeah. So, and Florida only hits 262. Florida gets their runs with the long ball, right? And you're right, Van, and 36 home runs is not terrible. Kentucky has 17 by comparison. They have the least homers in the SEC, and they're still doing pretty well. But, you know, Vandy does pitch it well. And it's interesting, in SEC games, Vandy leads the league in hitting. They lead the league in pitching. Yeah, um, crazy, man. That, Like I said, that offense is not going to be – it's not going to look very impressive to you. They got one real power hitter. It's the guy who transferred over from Duke. His name's Shrek. He hits third in their lineup. Um, but other than that, they really don't look like very impressive and posing batters up there. Uh, you'll see that. Um, so we'll see. It'll be a good series. That caller before the D1 
guest had a good point. The Gators on Sunday especially went three and out in four innings. So they got to put a little bit of tougher at-bats up there, you know, make the pitcher work a little bit more, um, and just get some better at-bats, Steve. It's starting to become a little bit of an issue. Yeah. All right, buddy. And, I, and I'll say this too, Tony. A&M pitched oh. better than their numbers. Than I thought. Yeah. Their, their sure. team ERA in league games is still over seven. Think of that. It's still over seven, and Saturday and Sunday, their okay. lefties did a really nice job against Florida. So Did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes numbers can lie because you can you can be horrible and then one weekend, to my point, you spot pitches, you you make good pitches, you you don't walk people, and you make the other team earn it, and all of a sudden, you know, you eke out a three to two win when they probably didn't have you know, I think most people would have yeah. said there wouldn't even be a three two game because it's the last game of the week of the weekend. Normally those right. are higher scoring games. There's down the line pitching. Goes to show you, it's kind of wacky. It's wacky. It's baseball, Steve-O. All okay. right, buddy. Appreciate Take you, care, Tony. Thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Yeah, that's just – and Florida's had pretty good luck with Vanderbilt. I, I, I don't – I mean, Sully and Corbin are very close. Everybody knows that. Um, but I don't think Florida's going to have a problem going up against those numbers at all. Steven says, do you think Gator fans are too laid back at baseball games could possibly affect opponents by being louder and being loud more often? Steven, I will address this tomorrow, and I'll save the email. What happens is fan bases, and I'm talking about fan bases in general, not specific fans, get a little bit upset when they get criticized. But I will tell you this. Being at Texas A&M, their student section just blows away anything here. Anything here. Their students that are there get into it. So does that make a difference? You tell me. I mean, Texas A&M is not winning a national championship, but, you know, and yeah, I, I do think there are fan bases that are into it more, that don't wait until the end of the game to stand up and cheer like Florida's fans do. And again, it's not a knock. It's, but that's the truth. That's what they do. And I'm telling you, having been to every venue multiple times over, there are more rabid fan bases to play in front of. Florida's fans get more upset at umpires and more vocal at that than they do, you know, cheering in a, during a game. How it is. So, again, not a knock. But, I mean, I'm trying to answer your question. Um, this I don't think this is a very intimidating place to play. Fans have come out to Condren Ballpark. And that's a testament to those fans. It's a great place to come see a game. But is it an intimidating environment? I, I would say no. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Shirley. Final segment coming up ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimar Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
On May 12th and 13th, come experience the Gainesville Music and Heritage Festival, The Wombash, featuring Little Jake Mitchell and the Soul Searchers, Morning Bell, Sister Hazel, and many, many more. Friday night is at First Magnitude Brewing. Saturday is at Heartwood Soundstage. Tickets are available at thewombash.com. This is a family-friendly event. Children 12 and under are free. There will be food trucks, vendors, and good times for all. That's May 12th and 13th, The Wombash, Gainesville's Music and Heritage Festival. For more information and to get your tickets now, visit thewombash.com. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Had enough of those little flies in your kitchen? I did. That's why I got Zevo. I just plug in the trap, insert a cartridge, and let the light do all the work. Zevo traps use blue and UV light to attract and trap flying insects with no odor, no mess, and no stress. Stop swatting and ditch the DIY traps. With Zevo, getting rid of bugs is as easy as click, click, blue. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, but you see, our ladies like theirs covered in dirt and chalk. Play ball! We are your home for Gator softball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right. We are an American band. Last segment of the day. Good, good show today. Good calls, good emails, good guests, good stuff. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Okay. Elliot, my producer, uh, wanted to ask me a question. So, Elliot, what's your question? So, yeah, we're, we're talking about coaches and um you know basically you know janet jackson playing you know what have you done for me lately <laughs> uh-huh. um with that you know um gerard gallant got fired or mutually depart ways um this past weekend with the rangers and um you know I, you and i are both ranger fans and this happened and you know i'm kind of it's not shocking but it's still kind of stunned so i personally want to know if um if you've read into this if you've saw this coming or what your, your thoughts are on this. And then I also have a follow-up question from there. Uh, I did not see this coming. Um, what we don't know is, is there something behind the scenes that is going on that, that, that we don't know. But I think what happens is from a front office standpoint, if you go out and you get Patrick Kane, 
if you go out and you get uh, Tereshenko, okay, the management is now putting their money where its mouth is and saying, we're going to go out and get you that extra talent to make a playoff run. And they didn't. Now, I don't know how well Kane and Tereshenko played, so I'm not, I'm not the judge of that. But I think the front office says, we went out and got you that. And, you, and, and because we thought you'd do better, you know, underachieved. And I do think last year, because of what happened, where the Rangers kind of resurged after not being good for a while, the, again, the expectation level came up a little bit. Fans, media, front office, and you get beat in the first round and you get beat by, you know, the people across the street. I'm not saying it's right. Um, and remember, he's coached in, I think, two or three other places. I know. He, t- he, um, he coached in Florida. Of course, and the he was Panthers. really good yeah. because that really got the resurgence for Florida because that's when they got Yager, um, Ruben Luongo. That's when they really started some consistent playoff stuff. And then he was fired on the road like a year or two later or whenever. And then Mila got hired by Vegas in his inaugural season and took them all the way to the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup final. Right. So he has some really good experience of going there. So it just, and. He's a really good coach, and I think his potential. So I just, you know, it's just, it's kind of concerning with this. Like, it's just, you know, like what have you done for me lately is, is definitely, I think, the theme of the day with, with coaches and stuff like that. So it's, you know, and last year the Rangers had some success. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe. So it's, you know, and all, does this all stem to just one bad loss of like four to zip from game seven against the Devils? If they'd have won that game, he's not fired in my opinion. Even if they would have gotten beat in this round, he wouldn't have been fired. And then, if you believe what you read, Quenville now is in this too. Uh, they, they want to try to get him because uh, he's won a cup, you know, as a coach before. So, but that just, and, and maybe we can talk about more of this tomorrow. Um, I know sometimes I must come across as not fan-friendly, and that's not true. But I do think just the world we live in now has changed where there's not as much patience. There's not as much tolerance. There's not as much let it build. Let it, and that goes with fans, front office, maybe even some players that feel that way. That if you don't win, and, and that's the trouble, that... If you're Kevin O'Sullivan, for example, if you're Tim Walton, for example, you've been to the mountaintop, right? You've been there. And so the expectation is now you you better get back to Omaha. You better get back to Oklahoma City because if not, that's somehow a failure. And that's the bar that they have set. So it's a two-edged sword. And I can certainly understand when fans get a taste of success, they want it, and they want to keep it. And somebody earlier mentioned this with LSU, okay? How many years has it been now since they won everything with a coach who's not even there with a super roster? But what happened? Then it crumbled. 
But that will never go away at LSU. They won a national championship that never goes away. It's the same thing in Mississippi State. If they fire Chris Lamonis, are they going to not invite him back when they have the 10-year reunion, the 20-year reunion of the team? He helped coach them there. He got them there. I mean, Mike Bianco was supposedly going to be fired last year at Ole Miss until they got hot and went to the postseason and then inexplicably won the whole darn thing. So sometimes you're that close to being fired and then you catch fire for a small portion of the season and all of a sudden you're a great coach. And then you're great for a long stretch of the season. You play really well like the Milwaukee Bucks did. Okay, You have a coach that won a championship with that team and all of a sudden you're gone. That is the nature of the beast when it comes to coaching, nature of the beast when it comes to fandom, nature of the beast when it comes to what front offices think as well. How it is. Not saying it's right. How it is. Let's uh, talk with Rob. Rob, hello. Yeah, Steve, it's, it's been a great ride. They're a great team, but, you know, it's baseball. And... You can get an underdog to come in there and just have his way with you, and they've done it to us. It's not like Georgia going up against Texas Christian where you know it's going to be annihilation. I mean, it's baseball, and um, things can turn on a dime. But I'm enjoying the ride, and really, to me, the way I see it, what Sully's done has been great. He we, he had a little rough patch, but he's he's he's, he's turned that around. Now he's back to you know, playing and having his team at an optimal level. And that's called overcoming adversity. And, you know, I just I think he's the greatest coach that's ever been at Florida as far as competitive-wise, where he plays to win. And um, and if he doesn't win, he finds a way to win or learns. And I'm just proud of him, and I'm just enjoying the ride. And like I said, you know, any given, any given day, a team can have his way with you. The Braves were always great. You know, for years in the regular season, they always took a dump, you know, in that first series and stuff. So anything can happen when it comes to baseball, but I'm just enjoying the ride, Steve. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Well, the ride is good, but I promise you, if Florida hosts a regional and gets bounced in that regional, that that World Series win will seem further and further in the rearview mirror. I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying that's what will happen. Drew says, fascinating topic regarding taking and winning a championship and then finishing near the bottom of the conference the following year or two. Kind of answers your topic from last week as to whether fans enjoy the ride anymore. Yeah. I don't think fans do enjoy the ride anymore. It is, let's get to the end. What? Let's get to the postseason. Let, let's get to, yes. I mean, are there certain games where, you know, like, for example, Florida-Vanderbilt this weekend is going to be interesting. And I think there'll be, a, if, the, if the weather holds, there'll be really good crowds because Vanderbilt's good, Florida's good, and a lot is on the line here. So it's going to be great and fun to witness and see. But then what? Then you go to Kentucky, and then you go to the SEC tournament, and then you figure out, what happens? 
Let me give you another example. Let's just say Florida hosts a regional but doesn't host a super. And they're home and they win a regional and they go on the road against a good team if they if chalk holds and they lose in a super. Is that a bad year? I, I mean, look, I, I think if you talk to anybody on that team, they would tell you Omaha. But that's... Anybody in the top 25 is going to tell you Omaha. That's what their goal is. I go back to Johnny Wiggs, who was here earlier. The things that Santa Fe did this year in their program under Wiggsy was amazing. But they didn't do it in the postseason. So some, some will consider that a failure. I'm not saying it's right. Just saying some will consider that. Uh, we're going to get a final call here before we call it a day. been a good show today, and uh, appreciate all the feedback today. That's what we're here for, to talk sports, and I love doing that. And good topics today and uh, a lot of fun. Chris Doring going to be here tomorrow among our guests. Roland Thornquist, the Gator women's tennis coach, tomorrow. Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus, scheduled to be here too. Um, so we have a good lineup of guests for you. Mandy O'Leary is going to join us later in the week to talk Gator lacrosse. So there we go. Uh, okay, Jerry, you got one minute. Go ahead. Hey, Steve. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I think the pros are probably getting like, you know, the little kids too. We ought to just give everybody a participation trophy and call it a day. I mean, if, if your goal as a professional isn't to win a championship, then I don't understand you know, and to say I've had a great season, well, yeah, you, you know, you can have a good season. And I'm a guy who loves to watch the draft. I love a team to watch a team get built. I love each and every game. But at the end of the year, if you don't win the championship, you know, it's, I mean, that's the goal. If, if, if you're a professional, to be, to be the ultimate and the best at what you do. And, I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that goal, right? But only one team can win. Right. So if the other ones don't, if, if I'm following your logic, if the goal is to win a championship and only one team does, everybody else sucks. No, no, I just said, I mean, you, you, can have, you can have a good season, but to me, to me, to have a truly great season, the ultimate goal is to win a championship. Well, of course. And if not, just give everybody a participation trophy. And that's one of the, you know, I coached for 20 years. I know you coached a long time as well. I could not stand giving trophies to every kid. It drove me crazy. All right. Because, you know, I mean, the, the, the kid who didn't even... Jerry, I gotta, I, I, I'm out of time, Jerry. Thank, right, call right, me tomorrow. Right, Thank you for your call. That's our show for today. We'll see you tomorrow. So long, everybody. WRUF Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. You know our partners, TireRack.com. You know, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, tire decision guy. They test the tires. They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Yeah, those guys. You want a quiet tire with great traction, comfortable ride. Use their results to make an informed choice. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Goodyear tires. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See for yourself. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard, that's also doubled. 
And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match.